Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon. Friday. Friday. No football Friday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, and Trent Condon and Ken Miller here for the next couple of hours to talk sports with you. BMW of Des Moines guest list is as follows. At 11.25, Chris Williams from Iowa Everywhere and Cyclone Fanatic will join us, catch up on Iowa State uh, as they get set to... uh, collide with Kansas. 11 o'clock, big ESPN tomorrow. Latest on that, we will talk about the Big 12 football schedule with Chris and all things Iowa State coming up at 11.25. We're going to do Claxons early in this hour, so be prepared at about uh, 10 minutes before uh, noon. We will uh, open up the phone lines to invite four of you that have not played for Claxons Barbecue within the last 30 days to jump on and try and win either a $35 or a $25 gift certificate from Claxons, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona online, Claxon, BBQ.com, Claxon, BBQ.com. 12.05 off to Vegas, Mike Palm from Circus Sports will be here. And then Tom Caker at about 12.30 on the uh, Hawks uh, as they get set to t- take on Illinois. The women played last night. The women won last night. Women covered last night. Oh, did <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, what was the number, Six. Trent? Six. Okay. Good stuff. So they, they covered handily. It wasn't a sweat down the stretch. Boy, she's good, isn't she? So fun to watch. <laughs> she really is. It's just, she plays at a different level. Yep. And the way the shooting ability off the dribble, how yep. see how she's able to find people. She sees the court. It's it's uh, it's amazing. It really is the way she knows where her teammate is going or should be going, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and puts the ball. Now she gets a lot of turnovers because yeah, of that. Right. Um, but man, oh man, she's she's something else. Is she the player? Of the I don't know enough about her. I know she's really good. Yeah, you know the uh, Boston girl from. South Carolina mm-hmm. was National Player of the Year a year ago, and she's another one that is up there in there. I would love to see the numbers to see what they are, but Boston, she's really good. She's really talented. She'll be a great WNBA player, but she's on the best team. Mm-hmm. She has a ton of help. Mm-hmm. She has like 15 a game. Jeez. I mean, she doesn't do anything like right. this. Great defender. So yeah, she has an off night. There's a chance they still win, you're saying. Not a chance. No, they, they will win. They'll win by double digits. Oh, be a little tighter. Yeah. Win I by a dozen. Where, if Caitlin Clark doesn't play well... No. It's trouble. They're in trouble. Yep. Very succinct and very correct. Mm-hmm. If Caitlin struggles, they're probably going to lose to most teams and even the top half of the Big Ten. But that doesn't happen very often. Mm. No, it doesn't. Uh, it's uh, they're, 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 it's okay to watch, you know? And I find myself watching more women's basketball than I ever have in my life, quite honestly. Five years ago? I, no. <laughs> I know, but it wasn't that I hated. People think I hate. I don't hate it. There's just so much else, mm-hmm. right? We play the hits on this show. Any show I've been a part of. Yeah, we've tried to play the hits. That's what moves the needle. 
We're not funny. No. We talk about sports. Mm -hmm. And this is women's basketball in this state, one of those hits. It moves the needle. It does, absolutely. I mean, look at the attendance figures. Look at the crowds. Yes. We talk about the Hilton crowd. The buzz. The Carver crowds for women's games are better than the men's. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how big Mm -hmm. of a game it is. Mm -hmm. They're better for the women's game. More engaged, louder. Yep. Just into it more. You don't get that with the men's game, even a big men's game. You don't get that. Now, we got a big one tomorrow. Ooh, baby. And, you know, this week, I think, has the fan base a little more charged up for the game than even they normally be. Yeah, uh, Illinois I think Wednesday helped. Yes. I, 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 think, I think Orange Crush helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, Greg Doyle from the Indianapolis Star, he jumped on board. Oh, wrote yeah. an article this morning. <laughs> just how bad the Orange Crush looked, not the University of. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you're right, Trent. I think that the... The rivalry, the hatred—maybe not hatred, but um, there used to be hatred. I know, it's, I know. It's, it was right as you were moving to this country. That's right. And when I heard about the Illinois Iowa things, I've heard about <laughs> it since we went on the air, and it seems like it's ratcheting up a little bit. Look, a couple of years ago with Kofi and company, uh-huh. uh, that was just appointment TV. I mean, yes. you couldn't. You just were crossing your fingers when the schedule came out that Illinois and I were going to have two games mm-hmm. against each other. And we don't get that this year. Right, and preferably one will be the last game of the regular season. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's in Champaign or it's in Iowa City. I just want to see these two teams with something on the line as they get set to go to the tournament. But yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, this uh, this uh, rivalry has, uh, has elevated itself back up again, and I'm all for it. I think... Um, I think it's going to be fun tomorrow. And I love the way the games are set up, right? right. Iowa State, Kansas, 11 o'clock, 1.30. It's not like 1 o'clock rolls around and you're trying to, oh, God, I'm going to miss the first few minutes, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. That's not going to be the case. Unless there's multi-overtime games in Hilton, and these two teams usually play um, at least once a year relatively close, and they've done that already. So I'm looking forward to it. I wonder if Jazz Koontz will make his way back into the lineup. Feels like it's trending that way. I think it is, too. After reading the transcript yesterday from TJ... I think he's definitely hinting at that. Now, could there be a setback? Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, things like that still can yep. happen. But yep. the way that he put it feels like there's a really good chance he's going to be out there in 8, 10, 12, 15, the high watermark. I mean, yeah. if everything's going well, probably can't see much more than that. Mm-hmm. You wonder where he's at. Because the team's played well without him. They have, with, yeah. the, with the exception of last Monday yep. night. And they played well for a lot of the game, just yeah. final 12 minutes, not yeah. so much. Or 28 minutes. 28 minutes, they looked like a really good basketball team. And then here comes Texas Tech. And you could just see it coming. You could just see the momentum building against Iowa State as the game was unfolding. Anyways, that was Monday. Here we are on Friday. We've got two big games in the state uh, uh, tomorrow, 11 o'clock and 1.30. So um, I was... Listen to some of Jeff Goodman last night on Field of 68 mm-hmm. uh, with Hansborough. I don't know the other guy that was doing it with him. I think he's a former coach. Okay. They've got such a good stable of basketball minds. Um, you know what? Doster's got a tiger by the tail here, doesn't he? He's doing a really good job. This thing is going to be, I don't know who would snap it up, but um, Rob Doster, Trent and I have him on periodically throughout the year. Got fired at CBS, right? CBSSports.com? Uh, NBC. NBC? Yep. Thank you for correcting me. NBCSports.com, he was their national basketball guy. And and they just, like sadly, what a lot of media companies are doing, they decide to make cuts. And Doster lost his gig, a new father. Um, and was, you know, when, when that happens to you, you circle the wagons, yep. whatever you do, you try and come on, got to do something. And he came up with this field of 68 concept. And if you're a basketball fan, college basketball fan, and you're on Twitter, uh, it, it's it's a must 
must-go destination every night. So he was talking about Chris Holtman, of course, tossed last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Higgins got him. <laughs> John Higgins, who saw double overtime on uh, Wednesday night at the Nap Center. So the big criticism we're starting to see now is the workload for these officials. Yes. Right? That uh, that Higgins, he crisscrosses the country. He's, he's out in New Jersey one night doing a Rutgers game. Then he's cross, doing a Pac-12. He's all over the place. And because of that, there are some people that believe that these, they're human beings after all. And traveling the country in different hotels, it takes a freaking toll on you. Hotel restaurants. Cabs, Ubers, rental cars, pillows. You ever stay in a good uh, a hotel that has a good pillow? By the way, uh, no, no. It's impossible to find. It is. It's impossible. Um, but point being is that they think that these officials are being worn down and aren't able to keep up with the game. Mm-hmm. So Goodman's theory, and I had no idea this was the case. Apparently, all the leagues have a scheduler when it comes to. So, for instance, the Missouri Valley Conference needed somebody to do Wednesday night, you and I, and Drake. Higgins was open. They plugged him in. Didn't Not knowing that the night before he was doing a, whatever, a Big 12 game or a Pac-12 game, he just knew that we could get him on Wednesday, so they plugged him here Wednesday. Whoever put in um, Higgins to get to Columbus to do last night's game had no idea the circumstances of Higgins' week. He believes that it should be one person or one entity that is scheduling the officials for all of these games. They called it a universal scheduler mm-hmm. that they believe, Goodman believes, in a good basketball mind. Let's be honest here. He's really good. Um, he thinks that this will, A, cut down on the the toll, quite honestly, that these officials put themselves through. What do they make a night? 1500 1000 Oh, I think it's 2000 yeah, Keep 2000? going. You think, really? I think 2500 Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Good. More than I thought. Uh, so you can understand why they want to get it. Mm-hmm. Well, they can. It's only a you know limited uh, uh, season. Um, but don't they have to be told no sometimes if, it, if it's hurting their work? Yeah. But here's the thing as people point out. Coaches want John Higgins. They, they, for the mo- they want John Higgins to do their game. I got the rundown of all the games he has done this year. Take uh, a stab. So, so how I'm, many nights have there been in the season? Did you have that? Well, the season began on November 7th. Okay, so, so we just say 30 November, 30 December, 190. Um, let's say we're up, is it 100 games so far this year? 100 days so far? Uh, a little short of that, I think. Okay. Probably more like 85. 90, 85. So if he's if there's been 85 nights, has he done 65? 64. That's a lot. That's a lot. And it's not like he's just doing the nap center and gets to go home to Omaha. Or he's doing the, uh, what do they call it? It's not the Quest anymore, whatever it is over in Omaha. It's not like he's doing games there and gets to sleep in his own bed. He's all over the country. Starting uh, a week ago Tuesday, January 24th, he was... Take me on a schedule. In Piscataway. The okay. next night, he made his way to... San Diego. Oh, boy. Went across the country. Yep. Up to Corvallis. Same night. The next night? Next night. Uh Uh-huh. And then from Corvallis, had Friday night off as he went to Stanford. Short trip. He goes from Stanford on Saturday night, and that was a late tip. I was like, 8 o'clock central tip. Okay. He goes to Purdue for that early game against Michigan State. How he got there, I have no clue. Right. Does that. Monday, then, he turns around, goes from West Lafayette to Austin, Texas. Does the Texas-Baylor game. Tuesday, he's in Lawrence for Kansas K-State. Then, of course, here to Des Moines for you and I, Drake. And then to Columbus 
Thursday. I'm going to guess he's off tonight. I would like to think. And he'll have two more games this weekend. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, the workload. So um, I'd heard that was the first time I'd heard it. Uh, John Goodman, or Jeff Goodman rather, mentioned it, that a uh, universal scheduler might alleviate some of these problems with these officials uh, going across the country. Does it, does it affect their, um, their product uh, on the floor? You gotta think, right? You have to think that at some point this is gonna catch up with them. Uh, let's get a couple of calls in here. Jeff is up first. Jeff, welcome to the program. Uh, fire away, Jeff. What's on your mind? Real quick, I gotta give a shout out to Joe Mixon, the uh, Cincy running back. Uh, don't know if you guys heard the story, but uh, supposedly he, uh, him and his girlfriend got into a fight and he, uh, wanted to get out of one of his guns and, uh, pop her in the face. Mm. Um, and that happened before. The AFC Championship. I don't know how that stayed on the wraps until after the game, but um, did you guys know about that or no? I heard about the, uh, the 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 fact that he was charged. I also saw something last night from his attorney that said charges are going to be dropped by more you know, sometime this morning. Now I hate. I mean, you, you, I, I want to know more about that before I opine, uh, as we've seen in a lot of these domestic things. Sadly, um, I mean, look at Chris Beard's wife. Right? She she tried to claim that everything was fine and. Um, after the fact. Anyways, go ahead. Um, so Iowa woman last night, we talked about this a week or two ago. Um, you know what Caitlin does 42, seven and eight, 13 and 19 from the field, efficient 10 from 11 from the free throw line, efficient. What Sanani does. And yeah, what Caitlin does is great. Sanani only missed four shots. Yeah. She's 14 from 18, right? She makes them all within two or three feet. Yeah. And then you got a freshman coming off the bench, Stolke getting 13. Now, Here's the here's the bizarro part. Mm-hmm. Gabby Marshall, mm-hmm. Warnock, Kate Martin. If I told you that they were going to be the top ten team, and those three girls that I just named you, three starters, got six points. <laughs> yeah, it was that, that that's that's unbelievable. Now, but we've seen this dance, aka last year against Creighton, mm-hmm. when girls go when girls get a little cold, a little tight. Caitlin gets a little tight, and I watched her a ton at bowling, and then she starts jacking up shots, and then she gets a tiny bit tight, and things can change on a dime. But when this team's rolling at full cylinders, oh, they're, they're fun to watch. I hope they keep, um, you know, being on TV. Just want to switch sides real quick. I, I'm kind of Yeah, we got two, if we got two officials on All hold, right, so I want to cut you real, short. Yep. Real quick, yep. tonight or on Saturday, we got two games, Iowa and Iowa State, going at two different directions. If Iowa wins, they're really rolling. Yep. They might just be as good as Iowa State. If Iowa State loses Saturday, they're going down this barrel where it's going to get a little bit dark. Trent, I'm kind of curious if Iowa wins. I think they're at the same level as Iowa State if they lose. Am I wrong? Pretty close. Uh, I mean, that, it, that one, the, the Eastern the Illinois. It's an anchor. It's an anchor, yeah. We've, we've talked Jeff, about thanks it for the call. I appreciate it. I, oh, you're always welcome. You know, in terms of seed line, that kind of thing, I would guess Iowa continues to grow. They're probably maybe up to a seven seed, something like that. They're basically an eight or nine pretty much across mm-hmm. the board uh, at this point for the bracketologists. Uh, Iowa State, you see, four or five line right now. Kansas loss isn't going to kill them, but no, nope. they're getting close. Nope. They're they're getting close when you look at their resume overall. And then you got to go to Morgantown this week, yes. and that's always fun, regardless how good they are, right? Uh, and then Oklahoma State comes back. All right, Steve, and then Chad. Uh, thank you, fellas, for listening, and thank you for uh, chiming in on the topic. Both former college officials. Hi, Steve. Thanks for uh, popping on. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks a lot. It's a great topic, and I wish that you got that media spent more time on officials. Um, John Higgins, DJ Carstensen are the two best officials in Power Five uh, refereeing these days. Mm-hmm. 
And I would tell you, I don't know either of them well. I know each of them a little bit. The schedule doesn't matter for them. They're extremely consistent. DJ got both Fran and Collins with a T. That's true. The other night in the Iowa Northwestern game, Higgins dumps Holtman last night. Um, You can see it coming with a good official, and it's more about uh, what they'll tolerate. And the coaches all know what the good ones will tolerate. The challenge is they have to recruit and develop more guys to get more DJs and John Higgins so that we have fewer Courtney Greens and some of those things. There's a guy named Johnny Gettings right here in Des Moines who's an up-and-coming high school official working some college stuff. Johnny's got a ton of runway. Instead of a central scheduler, what I'd like to see is for them to put more money into development and recruitment Mm. of regional referees to bring in that next generation of DJs and Johns. Uh, interesting point. Uh, certainly, you got to replace these guys at some point, and having more competent officials would uh, lighten up on the workload. So, Steve, if you don't mind me asking, and if you don't want to share this, I certainly understand why. Just try. How much money? I mean, is it a couple of grand a night that the good ones can make? I looked it up a couple of months ago, and I honestly don't remember. It seems like the average of Big Ten referees for the season is between seven hundred or seventy five thousand and one hundred and forty thousand bucks a year, mm-hmm. but that doesn't include you know all the expenses paid, which you would expect. Right. Um, the, almost all of them have day jobs, um, but there are jobs that they can work uh, amid this travel uh, travel schedule. Um, so that's that. Don't hold me to those numbers. Uh-huh. For some reason, when I looked it up a couple months ago, that's what stuck in my mind. Hey, Steve, thanks for chiming in. Appreciate it. Um, and you're welcome to do so again if a topic or at any time, quite honestly. Uh, Trent, you have something? Uh, 2500 a game. This is from gotcha. Sapling. Uh, Thank you, Steve. Says that uh, for, at least at the power conference level, Big East, Big Ten, Big 12, SEC, et cetera, about 2500 So do you know the official, the, the high school official that uh, that Steve was referencing? Uh, I, I, I was catching another call gotcha. there, so I didn't, I didn't hear what he, who he uh, said. Chad's with us. Chad, welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, great, guys. Just wanted to chime in about the officiating. Uh, I'm, so I spent some time on the Des Moines Officials Association board, and uh, I, I had my little run at trying to go Division One. I. I do know Johnny Getting here in the uh, That's area. Amazing. Johnny's an excellent official. Um, you know, there's a lot of rabbit holes of afflicting, uh, uh, officiating, and a lot of different things that uh, why guys don't get into it. And one of the things is what they were talking about, the regional assigner. You know, like I, I'm an independent contractor. That, that cannot be missed. Mm-hmm. Because these people that are hiring us are the schools, not the assigners. We're paid by the schools, even at that level. So there's a, there's that employer, um, you know, hanging over our heads. Are they our employer? Or are we an independent contractor? And if we if we get into some uncharted waters, there these schools and these things are got a lot of liability on them. They got a lot of uh, insurance issues. And, and, you know, to that point, uh, they hire an assigner to get their officials, and then it goes right back to the good old boys system. And, you know, obviously they're going to get the best ones, and, and there's no central assigning database. Mm-hmm. You know, like even here in Iowa, there's three different platforms that we utilize for assigning officials, and it's, and it's a mess. Wow. So, I mean, um, it, it, he's working a lot of games, and he's going to keep doing it because he can keep making that money, and and that also keeps the young guys out. 
It, it absolutely does. Going back to the old guys. Yeah. One of my buddies from college. Chad, uh, thanks for the call. Anything else real quick? You're welcome. You're yep, welcome, guys. Yep, pre- to contribute. Yep. Yeah, appreciate it. One of my buddies wanted to get into officiating. He worked for the University of Iowa after college. He was in the rec services department and mm-hmm. was able to kind of make the schedule. And before he had kids... He was doing some D2 games. He'd go to, down to St. Louis, do a couple of D2 games. I think got a couple of MVC. But like Chad just said, there's a glass ceiling there. Yeah. And unless you know the right people, mm-hmm. unless you have those connections. Or you have the name that everybody covers. I mean, everybody wants Higgins to do their game. Right. And unfortunately, well, there's going to be 140 college basketball games tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You can only do one of them. Courtney Green's working somewhere. Oh, God. <laughs> Hope it's hopefully, not Iowa City. Right. Hopefully not Iowa City, or hopefully not in Ames. Yeah. Right? We don't want to see him. Right? In either of but those. But I think the thing is more of a Fran McCaffrey Green thing. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Well, I don't think anybody in the Big Ten likes Courtney Green. <laughs> that's, Universal hatred. That, that's a pretty big problem when that happens. But he's right for young people trying to get into it. I mean, the game's fast. Don't you want younger people getting yeah. in there, getting that experience, and and building their way up? But yeah, you got to wait until you're 35 before you even get a crack at a uh-huh. D one. Then you got family, and you're on the road, and you have all these uh. different things, and it becomes this just cycle of, unfortunately, awfulness at the collegiate level. Have you seen the high stepper this year doing any games? Remember the referee that's <laughs> that, that his knees off, is he running down the floor and almost banging off his chin? Right. No, Do you I, remember I, that, Cass? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, <laughs> I have not. I haven't either. Oh, man. He's worth a laugh whatever game. Just watch him run the floor, if oh. nothing else. What's his name? I can't even I can't remember. think of it either. It was a topic last year, because I'd never run across him last year until the first time it beat my pants. Oh, that was great. All right. Uh, it's time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Steve, Chad, thank you both for uh, chiming in. Obviously, uh, well-versed in the topic, and we appreciate that. Time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Head to KXNO.com. Since you're there, you may as well enter this nationwide keyword contest. The pop-up box is right in front of you. By the way, the bus had a winner. No. The bus had a winner early in the week. This morning, Jeff Angelo on WHO has already had a winner. Oh, Nice. We weren't on during the 10 o'clock hour. See, I told you we shouldn't have switched shifts. We might have had that winner at 10, and we would have got off the schneid. But no, not to be. Glad we're here, 11 to 1. Our keyword is pay. KXNO.com. Pay KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Chris Williams next. Claxon's Barbecue this hour as well. Miller and Condon underway Friday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. this was a commercial. <laughs> There's something bad yesterday. I'm Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Morning Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's get Chris Williams in here. Who will we have the pleasure of listening to? This is Blake Shelton. And again, because my con- country music knowledge is not very high. He's married to uh, his judge partner. Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. Now, I know Gwen Stefani, no doubt. That was an alternate band in the 90s that I liked. But yeah, I just I take a guess here. I don't know if this is one of his hits. It's all guesswork here. Let's get to Chris Williams, Cyclone Fanatic, Iowa Everywhere. Hello, Chris Williams. How are you? Never been better talking to you, fine gentlemen. Hey, how did uh, good to talk to you as well. How did Wednesday night go? Look like you had a good crowd for We Will uh, at uh, Prairie Trail. Uh, pretty nice, uh, pretty nice facility that the event was held at as well. Yeah, that was the running joke, Ken, is that we we started doing those those deals at the keg stand back, <laughs> which I love. Yeah, me too. Uh, that's one of my favorite bars I've ever been to. Um, 
and now we're we've kind of graduated onto that, yeah. that deal. Um, toast up there, it, it's beautiful. I mean, they, I I heard that their weddings are booked out for years. Like really, that. I mean, the facility is just unbelievable up there. Yeah, so it, it was cool. They raised a lot of money, and uh, really just grateful that Cyclone Fanatic got to be a small part of it. Is I emceed it and. You know, we kind of helped them promote it to get the thing sold out. So, no, it was it was really good. And, you know, there's a really positive side of this name, image, and likeness thing. And that's when you see, you know, these players interacting with people and signing mm-hmm. autographs. And it, it, it's cool. I wish everybody could see that side of things. Absolutely. Well, Chris, uh, let's, um, let's, let's do football before we get to tomorrow and then maybe take a look back at the week. But certainly want to focus uh, on tomorrow. Uh, Big 12 schedule came out. Man, it's, it's a bear. Um, it really is, <laughs> for especially for Iowa State, man. Uh, schedule maker did them no favors. I guess maybe the one is Texas coming in middle of November, but watch it be 65 uh, degrees yeah. outside, right? Uh, just your thoughts on the Big 12 schedule uh, that uh, awaits Iowa State. I don't want to be a baby, but I don't. I honestly don't think it could have been any worse for Iowa State. Okay. You had the of the two new uh, members. You have to go to the toughest places to play, which would be BYU, which is brutal. Nobody wants to go to Provo, and then Cincinnati, which we don't really know what the. I kind of feel like with Fickle going to Wisconsin, Cincinnati's going to have a little bit of a Maybe, transition. Yep, to, yep. All these schools likely will. I mean, remember when TCU came over, it took took a while but yeah i don't i don't think that it probably really could have been any worse for iowa state now the good thing is it's like you know i i think iowa state's in a spot where they they'll be able to compete next year but th- this isn't like what's their win total gonna be i should ask you guys what well we said four it and half, that's five. a four and a half yeah <laughs> you're right on the money yeah 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 so i mean i i, I think it's brutal they're going to have to really um, get better up front. I do trust their defense. You know, I, I think uh, obviously Haycock will have have that group. I, I'm not really as concerned about them because I, I think that they'll be really good. They've got to find some edge rushers and stuff, but I think they have plenty of guys in the program who they're really confident in. But let's see what this new line coach does. I did mm-hmm. meet him the other night. He seems awfully impressive. Um Whatever that means, you know, talking to me at a social <laughs> gathering. <Yeah. laughs> That's a couple he, of wins he, right he, there. <laughs> yeah. I guess he won the uh, initial conversation. There you so, go. Uh, but, no, it, it's brutal. I, I don't think that it could have laid out any more difficult, to be honest. I'm with you. Before we go any further, I want to stop before I forget. Jeff Anderson is the official, the high stepper. Oh, that we were talking yeah, about a couple, earlier. Yeah, yeah, a couple of guys called during the break. So, thank you. It's Jeff Anderson. Anyways. So, uh, Chris, this team also made a move in special teams. And reading through the transcript with uh, with Coach Campbell talking about it, he said, you know, we've done it different ways at different times and going back to Toledo. And we've had some good special teams. But, Making that decision to have a dedicated special teams coach. I mean, do you think this is something that we're going to see right away, that it's going to show up? Because, yeah, they made plays, they block punts, they've done things in the past. It's not like they miss every kick. But do you think this is something that tangibly we're going to be able to see a difference right away year one in special teams? Great question. I don't even know. I, I, I It's the consistency that they've lacked, right? You're right. I mean, they've they've made they've made nice plays, but it's the being, you know, towards the tail end of the country and kickoff return mm-hmm. or kickoff defense and that type of stuff. Man, I would sure hope so. I mean, the guy who they hired 
is a former head coach. I, granted, it's at the NAIA level, but he's run an entire program, and now, um, yeah, I, I actually think it will. And, and the reason I say this, Trent, is can it get much worse? No. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, I, I do think that they'll get better. And I just – I think – there's there's also like a law of averages thing that probably plays in. It's kind of like turnovers. It's like can you continue to be that poor on special teams year after year? I mean, maybe <laughs> we've seen it for however many years now. But I I think with a change and the roster, while you may not see it in like starters returning and stuff, the roster will be older next year and more experienced. And I think that that will help, especially on the special teams. So yeah, I I think it'll get better. But again, it's more of kind of out of um, well, it can't get worse. That 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 type of a thing. But I, I like this guy. I mean, I, I I think that putting a former head coach, a guy like that, in charge of that group, it's it's kind of what Matt has been wanting to do. He 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 looks at it as he wants a John Haycock as the offense. He wants a John Haycock with special teams, and um, that way he can kind of float around and be CEO type. But I think he, I don't know. I, I think he had that with Manning to a point. Like the thing is, it's like. I was talking to Matt the other night about it and he pointed out to me and makes a really strong point. Like they, they led the big 12 in passing and rushing each in two of the last three years. So it's not like their offense has just, just been garbage. Right. Um, clearly they have spots where they can get better. Ideally the offensive line yep. right, and everything else, but they, this isn't like this, massive overhaul they have to do on offense and and frankly i don't even know how you go about doing that on special teams i think you just got to be more disciplined with it hopefully having that guy who's strictly in charge of it will do that uh let's uh, switch to basketball trent you good uh let's uh where iowa state's lost three of four the, all the three losses on the road oklahoma state mizzou without grill uh and then texas tech the uh, the collapse on monday night here's kansas tomorrow let's start with jazz kunst uh, chris it seems like it's trending towards him seeing the floor tomorrow what have you heard early in the week i was told probably doubtful uh, mainly because they hadn't got him cleared. Well, that clearly happened yesterday, uh, which Coach Otzelberger told the press. And I, I, I don't. Know. I feel like he's probably going to be able to play. Um, based, I, I'm with you. Now the question will be um, conditioning and that type of stuff. Like, you know, is he game ready? I mean, I'm sure he's been doing things to stay in shape. I do know that that collapse on Monday. That was really the first time where I'm like, God, they could use Koontz because just to have another experienced guy out there. And, um, you know, he doesn't seem like, especially when teams are doing the, the press and like their defense has really regressed in the last couple weeks mm-hmm. too. And I just feel like Koontz, that's what he does. You know, he's a defensive guy and a rebounder more so than anything. And especially with Caleb not being healthy, it's kind of um, the perfect guy to have that option. So I, I sure hope he can play. I can't imagine he would give you more than 15 minutes or so, but still that, you know, just that 10 minutes probably would have been the difference in that collapse. You know, they still would have probably collapsed, but I don't know if they would have lost. Um, they just needed anybody to be consistent. And that that's just, that's who jazz is. He's not flashy, but he's one of the best analytical players, mm-hmm. in college basketball. So I, I would say I, I had him at doubtful on Monday night. Uh, for Saturday, I, I would definitely put him questionable, leaning towards probable for tomorrow now. Also, good news on the Caleb Grill front. Felt like they've maybe kind of turned a corner there. 
Do you expect this is something, though, that still could crop up again? If he is officially kind of past it, it's something that we still have to worry about all season long, or unless something happens, unless he gets you know, wrenched in the back or you know falls over a cameraman or something like that, he's going to be good to go going forward. What do you know on that front? Yeah, it feels like it. I mean, I actually think, too, it really helps that I thought that whole team kind of hit a wall um, this last stretch where, and we saw this from Otzelberger's team last year, and really you kind of see it from every Big 12 team at some point where they go on these streaks. Uh, I would I would anticipate Kansas State has one of these coming mm-hmm. where they're going to lose two, three, four in a row maybe. And I think Iowa State's in the middle of, of that stretch right now. You know, the one thing that I, I think that, I don't know if we talk about it enough, is when you play these round robins in a small league and the coaching's just so good and Iowa State's clearly being scouted better now. Like, it, you know, Adams wasn't even defending Lipsy and Jones, hmm. uh, you know. So there were time a good chunk of that game on Monday night in the second half where, I mean, it was basically two guys just you didn't even have to worry about if you were Texas Tech, and, that, and that's how they were playing it. And you know, so Iowa State's got to do some zagging now as everyone else is zigging towards them, and I and I think that they will. But yeah, as far as the grill thing goes, I kind of went off there, but he. I do think it'll nag at him based on what I know, but I, I think the whole team is going to benefit from the Monday to Saturday break. They just looked tired. They looked beat up. They are beat up. And, you know, hopefully they're more fresh with this crowd coming up tomorrow morning. I still kind of think Kansas is going to win because they're playing maybe their best basketball of the season right now. Uh, I think Iowa State's in the middle of a tough stretch with Kansas, and then you got to go to Morgantown. I mean, that's just brutal. Yep. So that's the worst place to play, and it might be the worst matchup for Iowa State with the pressure and all that stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised, guys, if if they've lost four in a row the next time I talk to you, and then they kind of pick up with their turnaround on the back half of the season after that. Who is right now in your mind the the team to beat in the Big 12? Still Kansas for you? Yeah, yeah, it's Kansas. I mean, I having said that, though, I don't – I'll bounce this off of you guys. I don't necessarily know if I think they could win the national, or I mean, they could win the national title. I don't know if I would pick them to. Mm-hmm. They don't feel they just feel more inconsistent to me. They don't have that dominant big guy that you can kind of rely on. I mean, Grady Dick's been struggling the last couple weeks by his standards. They have an elite point guard, Wilson. We all know that, but I don't know. It just they feel different to me. Although they made a statement against Kansas State, I will say that. But, yeah, I, I think they are. And I, I do think that back half of the year, scouting reports are in. Kansas State will – I think they're good. Don't get me wrong. I think they're a top-four seed in the NCAA tournament. But I don't think that they are a threat to win the Big 12. I don't think Iowa State's a threat to win the Big 12. Um, I think it's Kansas's to lose. Mr. Williams, who would you pick to win the national championship? In fact, for mm-hmm. you joining us – I'm putting in right now for Chris Williams a $10 free play on whoever you want to cut down the nets in April and win the national championship. Look at this bonus you get for hanging out with Miller and Condon. <laughs> right now at Circa, who do you want? I got the odds in give front of me. Give me the odds. Can you give me the odds real quick? Absolutely. Oh, this is the yes-no, so that's uh, listed. We don't want that because we got Youngstown State listed at the top there. Uh, you got Houston. Let me find it. Let me find it. All right. Those are all the yes-nos. All right. 
Let me pull it up this way. This will be a little bit better. I think Houston was a Purdue was the betting favorite when I looked the other day. Eight to one, six to one, right in that yeah. range. Yeah, something like that. As we bring it up here, is there anybody in the Big Twelve like Texas? How they've rebounded? Is that something that you'd be willing no, to? Their coach a, isn't good enough. We just don't know, no. right? All right, here yeah, it is. I did, I did, Houston I like six to one, Alabama ten to one, Purdue ten to one, Tennessee twelve to one, Kansas twelve to one, UCLA fourteen. Arizona 16, UConn 20, Virginia 22, Gonzaga 25, along with Baylor, Texas. I, I would, Of those, I would say UConn and Baylor would be the interesting value for me. Which one do you want? I'm giving it to you right now. Uh, I'm biased because I saw UConn up close and they killed Iowa State. Let's go Baylor at 25-1. to 1. Scott Drew, that is a surging team. They are. I agree. Mm-hmm. Big 12 tested. You, you know George is just going to keep getting better compared yep. to the guy yep. we saw on New Year's. As far as the value goes of all those, I would say them. And I mean, why not maybe throw a flyer on Gonzaga too, right? I did. <laughs> After Ken said <laughs> the first two, yeah. <laughs> first two North months. First two months he was Carolina. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I can't get mm-hmm. off of North Carolina because, like, you know they have the talent to make a run. We've seen it. They're thirty-five to one, and I have them at eight to one. How am I doing? Ooh, that's yeah. not good. I have them at See, I would thirty to one. Put ten bucks on North Carolina too. Like yeah. they have to be better. All, I agree with you. I have all to. they have to do is get in the tournament. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I, they've shown nothing this year to make us think they could win the national championship, but we know how talented that team is, and we know that they've done it before because we saw them last. year. Yeah, nobody so, in that conference has shown the, no. the ability to win a national championship this year. North Carolina Duke played this weekend and. I mean, there's no buzz yeah, around it know. at all, and this was that's appointment TV. Hey, aren't you giving away? Uh, speaking of Circa, and they're obviously uh, Trent and my our primary sponsor. Uh, aren't you giving away a trip to Circa and something going on there at Iowa everywhere? Yes, yes, we are. Um, we're giving away a trip to two to Circa, um, and then also a three hundred dollar gift card to Fairway for the uh, the big game. Oh, a week from Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're actually going to do the drawing on uh, two guys named Chris on Monday. So go go to iowaeverywhere.com. All you got to do is just, it's literally just a drawing of people who who sign up there. So iowaeverywhere.com? Yep. And then it's right there on the front page. You just click on it. And if you win, you get a trip to Vegas, you get some spending cash in Vegas, and you get $300. Fairway gift cards. Pretty sweet deal. Very nice. Good stuff, Chris Williams. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for doing this, Chris. Thanks, fellas. Good to talk to you. Chris yep. Williams, Cyclone Fanatic and uh, Iowa Everywhere. Trip to Circa on the Lines. Had Mike Palm yesterday on our Iowa Everywhere uh-huh. podcast. He's doing Radio Row next week. Oh, perfect. At the Super Bowl. Um, I'm going to save this for when he's with us. The, the, the Oakland A's, obviously, that's rumored to be going to Vegas, sure. right? He came up with an idea on, on uh, I don't know if it's his, mm-hmm. I think it just is a slam dunk for Las Vegas when it comes to baseball. All right. Um, and he's right when he says that Vegas does not need the Super Bowl next year. Right. The hotels will be packed whether there's a Super Bowl there or it's in Timbuktu. Uh, the place Vegas will be packed. Anyways, we are going to open up the phone lines and give four of you an opportunity to win barbecue from Claxons right now. 515-284-5966. 515-284-5966. We'll give you four, well, college basketball games. 
And a tie break. If you get the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up gets 25 515-284-5966. If you haven't played in the last 30 days, well, now is your chance. Back with Claxons next. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. You get your podcast. All right, 10 minutes to noon. Welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hour number two, Mike Palm will join us, VP, Circus Sports. Uh, and then Tom Cakert on Iowa. Trent's picks before we get out of here, uh, just before 1 o'clock. Casey, Matt, Brian, and Wendy in that order. We'll give you four games. We're going to just do pick them for all of them because the point spread in all of these games is relatively tight. Um, and then the tiebreaker will be Iowa and Iowa State. Their points tomorrow combined closest without going over. Not their opponent, just uh, just the Clones and the Hawks. Casey is first. Casey, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing fine. Iowa State or Kansas tomorrow? Uh, Iowa State. Iowa or Illinois tomorrow? Iowa. North Carolina or Duke? Uh, Duke. Gonzaga is at St. Mary's. Who do you want in that one? Uh, Gonzaga. Now here's the tiebreaker, Casey. Iowa State and Iowa, they will combine to score how many points? Just them, not their opponents. Closest without going over. Uh, 149. Casey, thank you. Have a good weekend. Thank you, you too. Appreciate it. Matt's with Miller and Condon. Hello, Matt. Hello, how's it going? Good, thank you. Iowa State or Kansas? Uh, Kansas. Iowa or Illinois? Iowa. UNC or Duke? Where is that game at? It's at Duke, yep. Duke, yep, Duke. Uh, Gonzaga or St. Mary's? Gonzaga. Tiebreaker, Iowa, Iowa State. Total points closest without going over. 141. Thank you, Matt. Have a good weekend. Yep. Thank you. Appreciate it. Brian is next. Hi, Brian. How's it going? Good. Uh, Iowa State or Kansas? Iowa State. Iowa or Illinois? (laughs) Iowa. UNC or Duke? Give me Duke. Uh, Gonzaga or St. Mary's? Gonzaga. Iowa State and Iowa will combine to score how many points closest without going over? 155. Thanks, Brian. Have a good weekend. You too. Thank you. And Wendy brings it to a close for another week. Hi, Wendy. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Iowa State or Kansas tomorrow? Kansas. Iowa. Illinois tomorrow? Iowa. UNC Duke? Duke. Gonzaga or St. Mary's? Gonzaga. Iowa State, Iowa, combined to score how many points closest without going over? Uh, 158. 158. Wendy, thanks. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Claxons. Online, ClaxonBBQ.com, ClaxonBBQ.com, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Sewer serving barbecue for over 25 years in the Altoona area. Well, I got three bets already locked in for tomorrow. Everybody going the same way on three of them? Three of them. Well, I knew Gonzaga would probably take everybody's. And that actually is the one that would be the furthest away from a pick'em game. St. Mary's, analytically, yeah. is favored by four. Is that right? Yeah. Now, the analytics love this St. Mary's team because, again, we've talked about this in the past. Not just their winning games. Mm-hmm. They have the second longest winning streak in the country, and they only have four losses on the year. They're 20-4. and four. 
but they're throttling teams. And you look at the quality of victories, their best win right now, North Texas. <laughs> now, they beat San Diego State. That, that's a good one. But overall, there's not a whole lot of depth here. But when you beat even bad opponents yeah. badly, that helps out. And isn't athletics. this game usually close regardless oh, of how good Gonzaga is? This is going to be a great is. game. I'm so I think excited it is for too. 9.30 tomorrow night. Yes. You'll make it to half. I will, for sure. Maybe a little bit further. Might fool you a little bit. Get in a little bit deeper there. But yeah, don't be surprised when you see that point spread come out that St. Mary's is probably a four or five point favorite. So you don't think that they would adjust just because it's Gonzaga? I mean, look at all our people. Maybe a tick, but yeah. just that. Gotcha. And there's going to be, I bet, a lot of people. Oh, I'm going to grab the Zags and the points, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be a popular game in Nevada. It's a 7.30 tip out there. Yes. And there's not, I mean, there's, I don't have to tell you, this is a brutal weekend. <laughs> yeah, that there's is. nothing tonight. Thank God we like college basketball in this market, huh? Yeah, that's true. I mean, tomorrow's going to be a blast. It is. And there's a Big Ten Sunday night game. There is. Yes, oh, okay. Now, it's not deep in, I think it's a 5.30 tip. It's Wisconsin and, uh, well, Wisconsin's playing. Um, they are. They're taking on. I got to hear Northwestern again at the Cole Do Center. Do they give Northwestern any time off? They're going to play them tonight. Well, when you take two games uh, off, I know. this is what's going to happen. Catch up. They looked like a tired team last night. By the way, they, so they, they yeah. really did. The legs were. Yeah, Michigan just didn't give them a chance. Mm-hmm. Well, the, I think you saw that late in the Iowa game too. Yeah, it, it's starting yeah. to catch up with them a little bit. That's a good point because Iowa pulled away late convincingly. Right, did so all we, their damage. We have consensus in the Iowa game. Yeah. Do you feel confident about Iowa? No. I don't either. I think Illinois is playing so well. They are. Matchup-wise, so we'll see, what, Terrence Shannon against Chris mm, Murray? Probably. You know, Chris Murray had another good statistical game. He wasn't great, though. I didn't think he was either. Last two, I didn't think he's been awesome. One great. thing that I have in my list of questions, because I, I haven't seen it in the transcripts reading through uh, when Franz talked, and Chris had that plantar fasciitis. Mm-hmm. Is that still lingering? Does it crop up from time to time? Is is that something we still have, much like we talked about with the back injury and Caleb mm-hmm. Grill with Iowa State? Same thing here. Is it something that just it might crop up from time mm-hmm. to time? It needs to get off his feet. Maybe even has to rest for a game. I don't know. But question that I got on my list there. Speaking and then, of questions on yeah. the and any uh, did you see anything on Patrick McCaffrey, why he left the game the other night? Still haven't. Neither have I. No. Still haven't. Maybe we'll see Kaker if Tom, knows. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk to Tom Kaker in half an hour. And everybody's on Duke. I don't like this Duke team. I don't like Lee I don't like either of the teams. I mean, I, Chris is right. North Carolina gets back there, maybe. Mm-hmm. We saw him last year. Um, they have so much talent. They do. With... What is wrong? What is wrong? And they've been they've been bad from the outset. And they figured it. They've lost twice to Pitt. For whatever reason, Pitt's won four of the last five against North Carolina. Isn't that wild? That makes sense. Lost to Virginia. Okay. Lost that game. It came down to the wire. Mm-hmm. It could have gone either way. Those are the only games that they've lost since the beginning of December. When they, of course, went out and lost the game to Iowa State and Alabama and Indiana and Vermont Tech, and it's like, oh, it's all falling apart. They played pretty well since then. It just, I'm with Chris, though. I'm invested. I got them to make the Final Four. I think I got them at 9 to 1 at one point this season. That's a good price. Yeah. And just, again, not to win the whole thing, mm-hmm. but to get to a Final Four, who knows? And the ACC is so weird this year, too. What are the seedings going to look like oh. in the ACC? I mean, Clemson's still not even. no. Most bracketologists you, you don't, don't Clemson, have them in. Do no, not at all. We saw either. that team. They're not good. They're, they're not good. They are number one in the ACC, as we talk on February 3rd, hmm. and most bracketologists don't even have them in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> that is a statement. 
in my lifetime. I never thought I would say something like that. The, the first place team in the ACC the in ACC. February, you can't find them in anybody's bracket. What? Right. And they're 18 and 5 on top of it. Not the AAC, right. the ACC. It's, it's unthinkable. <laughs> right. What like, happened to that conference? I like Virginia. Pitt's okay. Mm-hmm. NC, I've, I've seen Miami a couple of times, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of like the talent on the team, but the bottom is just such a drag from mm-hmm. Louisville and Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. Notre Dame, Boston College. Just Florida State's really down this year. Is that what's bringing them down is just the bottom of the conference, and that's why you look at the metrics, they're so bad. But you wonder seeding-wise, I mean, say Virginia ends up winning it. They have four seeds. certainly see that happening. Uh, We're going to see Duke in Carolina in the 7 to 10 seed range, something like that, maybe up to a 6. Yeah. It's going to be weird. And whoever gets them in the round of 32, not going to be real pleased with that, draw, are you? <laughs> no, that's for sure. All right, hour number two coming up. We'll talk with Mike Palm, Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports. He will kick off the hour. Uh, Tom Cakert is here. Catch up with Tom. Uh, uh, latest on Iowa. And then uh, Trent's plays of the day before we get out of here at 1 o'clock. Miller and Condon, one hour to go. Do you have a game tonight, by the way? Nope. Off tonight. We'll be back at it next week. Had high school wrestling yesterday on the girls' side. And it was packed. It was. Unbelievable. Good to see. Hour 2 coming up next. Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.